I think our participants were excited to see all the local people participating as well, which in turn makes them want to participate more as well, you know? So it was just overall so well received and with our our friends in other regions wanting to collaborate and put something together jointly for next year was a huge, yeah, a huge thing. Welcome to the C3 Podcast, Conferences, Conventions, and Continuing Education, presented by Engineerica Systems, a resource for our current clients and prospective clients with industry news, event expertise, and innovative technology. And we are your hosts. I'm Janelle Connor, an educational events planner, along with Asher Lazo, our conference tracker technology expert. Hello. We are excited to share with you part three of our three-part interview with Tina Plank and Nikita Edwards, leaders of the Tennessee Community HIV AIDS Partnership. They recently held their first virtual event using Conference Tracker and wanted to share their experience with our audience. Let's get back to where we left off in our last episode. You also talked about having partners. Did you also have sponsors and exhibitors? And how did you attract and secure their support for this virtual event? Yes, we did. We had exhibitors and sponsors. I think the key thing about this event and making sure that we were able to get their participation early on was just the time management of planning the event and also early buy-in. So, of course, you know, the easiest thing to do is to connect with partners and different key community persons that already work with our group. That kind of made it easy for us to plan this event and get everything we needed. And it honestly was a collective effort. The persons that we have serving on our community HIV group, they played a big part. I mean, everybody contributed to this event. And again, it's that early buy-in that's important. Definitely. So were you guys doing mainly word of mouth or email solicitation or calling some of these partners or was the whole committee working on it? (laughs) Yes, all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Understood. We communicated via email. Of course, I keep a distribution email group list. So I would send out communication to the entire partnership group periodically. Uh, Tina would send out communications to her committee to spread the news via Facebook, other social media platforms. We definitely utilized our Facebook page, which made a huge impact as well. Also, just asking our community partners to get the word out there as well and inform their clients, inform family, friends, and everything. So honestly, all of the above. I think the more communication platforms and methods you use, the better. Yeah. And as far as like our sponsors, the Delta Sigma Thetas, they have always been involved with us. So that's a sponsor that we turn to pretty much every year to be involved, whether it's like through volunteer or food or, you know, things like that in reaching out to them for the event, we knew we wanted to do the drawings and that really was where we wanted for them to participate in donating you know, a really nice drawing. And then the same thing for MAC Cosmetics. MAC is a a huge one. They have like the Vivo La Glam lipstick line that they come out with every year. They have their own foundation for HIV and AIDS prevention. Wow. So it was really easy with those two because they're the ones that we use pretty much every year. Yeah, just to piggyback off what Tina said, and the main uh, two things about those particular sponsors, as well as other sponsors we've worked with in the past, is they have a common interest Mm -hmm. and they have a uh, common mission you know, along with our community HIV group. So that's the key too, is seeking out organizations, community partners that actually have the same interests. Definitely, I can see that as key. 
So what ways did Conference Tracker help you showcase all of your sponsors and exhibitors? Was there anything specific that we helped out or our software did, I mean? Yes, I think I mentioned this earlier, is the uh, the fact that it actually had the feature where we could showcase our exhibitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the exhibitor space, we actually chose to use the subcontractors and community-based organizations here that service HIV clients and provide HIV services. So mm-hmm. that was a huge help persons that didn't know about organizations here um, in Chattanooga that offer HIV services, they were able to go to the exhibitor page and find out more information about those services and obtain their information. Awesome. Did you get any feedback from your sponsors or exhibitors? We uh, we just got feedback about the overall event as a whole and how nice and well put together the video was. And they enjoyed everything about the accessibility. Because I, I'll be honest, and Asher knows I was concerned at first because I was like, oh my goodness, there's not a link that they can just click on and boom, it happens. You have to sign in. <laughs> But actually, um, in hindsight, it was actually a benefit because we were able to better track who attended and who didn't. So, yes. Awesome. So let's see. Were there some unexpected or new challenges that you faced and had to come up with solutions on the fly for? I think just for me, at least, I had a couple of people that reached out about the, the whole like logging in process. I think a lot of people are just used to logging into their Facebook and joining like a live event. (laughs) They don't really like know the whole aspect of like registering and downloading an app for it. They, they, I think people comprehend that for other things like target app or something, but they don't really put two and two together for a conference, but that's okay because it was really easy, you know, to navigate them to like the email that had the login instructions. Asher sent us a link for some questions, like common questions that we email blasted to everybody. So I think that was really helpful and was able to quickly overcome those barriers before they became like a huge issue. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. Usually that is the main thing we get from attending. It's like, how do I log in? But again, like you said, (laughs) kind of uh, straightforward to kind of walk them through, explain it and even reset whatever needs to be reset on your end. Yeah, yeah. That was a lifesaver, by the way. I'm glad you brought that up, Ash. <laughs> I, I did contact you last minute about someone who was having trouble. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, you know, they were like, what? Password? I didn't create a password. And I was like, hey, no problem. I will create one for you. And, you know, I will log you in myself, you know, just yeah. help. So that feature, that admin feature where we were able to go in and have access to changing the passwords, and helping out attendees. That was great. That was great. Awesome. And I actually helped my mom because she registered for it. (laughs) And she's very like technically no. (laughs) 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 And and so if I can walk her through it and she was able to get on, then I think it's super easy. Anybody could do it. How did you go about marketing it to the community? I'm, I'm guessing you use the same strategy that you did with your partners where you used your Facebook and email blasts and things like that. But were there any other ways that you marketed it to the community? Yes, we actually did an interview with one of our local newscasters, very well known on Channel Channel 3 News oh, here I in think Chattanooga. It's Channel 9, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the network, uh, Greg Funderburg. Um, So that actually helped us too, in addition to the email blast and using our Facebook. 
platform as well. But yes, anytime you can get a local network person to kind of um, help with the buy-in and just getting the word out there, it, it does help. It does help a lot. Yeah. And he was also one of our guest speakers too. So Absolutely. that was really yeah. fun to have him participate with us because he is so well known in our community and he does so much on his Facebook virtually with interviews and such. It was kind of a win-win in that situation. Great to hear. And I guess kind of going off that, I know we've kind of talked about this a little as well, but specifically from your, from the attendees and the people who came and watched, uh, did you get any feedback from them at all on the experience? Yes, I'm sorry. I was waiting on I was waiting on Miss Tina. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so I, I definitely put out volunteers to work as you all can see. I always always allow Tina to go first. But <laughs> but you're know, trying to make it not all about me, Nikita. <laughs> hey, I love it being all about you. I love your bubbly personality. But no, um, yes, we we did get a lot of um, good feedback. As I mentioned earlier, just the ease of utilizing the conference tracker app and application on the computer and also you know how well formatted the video turned out we got a lot of good feedback just on the collaborative work that was done and all that went into planning this event so it was honestly you know i have to say it was good feedback across the board we did not receive not one i mean even with the participation i think that was the greatest surprise for us is that we actually were able to reach 70 people versus on average, we have around 35, 30 to 35, sometime less than that. So you were able to basically double your attendance. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I know from my end, like the people that reached out, even our speakers, our speakers were so excited that they were, you know, put in the light of positivity and they were really excited to participate with anything else that we had going on. I think our participants were excited to see all the local people participating as well, which in turn makes them want to participate more as well, you know, so I <laughs> It was just overall so well received. And like Nikita said, even with our, our friends in other regions wanting to collaborate and put something together jointly for next year was a huge, yeah, a huge thing. Because again, you don't really hear about what other regions are doing. Because in Tennessee, we have, what, four regions and we're pretty spread out. It's nice to be able to say like, oh, you know, for a couple of hours, I'm going to tune into what Memphis is doing. In turn, they're going to tune into what Chattanooga is doing in the, in the evening. You know what I mean? So really exciting. And, and I think it was just overall well received from our participants, from our guest speakers, from our sponsors, the community was just really excited. That's great to hear. So it sounds like you might be thinking about and planning next year's event already. And I'm wondering if now that you've experienced the virtual event, are you thinking you might do a hybrid or virtual event? Or will you try to do more of an in-person event again? Thank you for actually helping us plan next year's event. I like that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's what I'm doing? Okay. Thank you for giving us that idea. Here we go. I like the hybrid because I was about to say with the success of the virtual event, and just the success with working with Engineerica with the conference tracker app. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, I would think a hybrid because I know everybody's yeah. ready to reconvene physically. Yeah. But again, you know, our mission is to try to reach more people each year. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, just on HIV education, um, just the new science and research mm-hmm. that's out there that's important, you know, where we are locally mm-hmm. and HIV care and treatment. I mean, that's important. So, I mean, the more people we can reach, the better. So I like the idea of the hybrid. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, I think this is kind of our new norm. You know, you hear that thrown around with everything is the new norm, (laughs) but I truly believe that it's so convenient and, and it's crazy that it took this whole thing happening to kind of get that momentum going. But I think it's so convenient to have an in-person event, but also streaming it online at the same time so that you get double the engagement, Absolutely. you get um, so much more out of it, you know, kind of like bang for your buck, if you will, because, you know, we have a budget, we have to spend that budget. We want that budget to go to somewhere where we're reaching a lot of people. So for us, I think it's really beneficial. And and I think that's a great point to make is that next year and kind of moving forward, if we can't have something in person, we have that to fall back on. And even if we do have something in person, having it virtually is just really exciting. Yeah. I think it's another way for you to continue to achieve your, your goals and purpose of the event, which is to get more and more involvement, more awareness out there. So yeah. Awesome. Glad, yeah. glad I could help. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you would uh, do differently now that you've gone through this first virtual experience of doing an entirely virtual event? Um, Anything that you learned or something that you would think you might do differently next time? I think for me, I would love to explore more with using all the features that Engineerka and and Conference Tracker has to offer. I mean, we we had a pretty basic event put together compared to like Mario, for example, that has like thousands of people that attend their conferences. So ours was pretty small scale, but I think it's exploring the page of all the the features that conference tracker has to offer i would i would just love to like deep dive into using some of those a little bit more well thank you so much you guys nikita and tina this has been an awesome review of your event and all that we were able to help with and everything you guys were able to achieve what's next on the horizon for you guys do you have other community events other things you'd like to tell us about uh well february is black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. So I can't remember exactly what day it is, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll be kind of having some awareness set up for that. Um, our committee hasn't met to kind of nail all of those details down yet, but that's kind of our next big thing that we have on our schedule. And then of course, you know, we will just be in the planning process for next year's World AIDS Day. So yes. And actually that day usually falls on February 7th. So we usually oh, be in our planning um at least one or two months ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. so we usually do something on a much smaller scale for our individual initiatives mm-hmm. outside of World AIDS Day. So we will definitely start planning after the holidays, of course, because I know everybody is in holiday mode. So (laughs) if you want to get the most out of persons, it's like, let them have their personal time. (laughs) Yes. But we will start planning in January for uh, our Black Awareness HIV AIDS Day. So we're looking forward to that. And we're also looking forward to planning for our youth initiative uh, next year as well, because the youth initiative is just as, as important because most of our high risk age groups for HIV is between 16 to 22. We're looking forward to planning for those events as well. We, we would definitely 
look to reaching out to Engineerica in the near future. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. We'll be we'll be sure to be here to help you out. And for this podcast, I'll put links to your organization, to your Facebook page and other things. And we'll keep an eye out for what's to come. Awesome. And and Janelle, by the way, uh, we've inducted you to the planning on the planning committee. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sending you an e- email invite. <laughs> we'll be reaching out to you. Oh, <laughs> Ashley will head no, up the I, tech part of the course. <laughs> Glad to help. Anytime. Welcome to TN uh, Chap, guys. <laughs> wonderful. No, honestly, I'd be I'd be more than welcome to send you some ideas and brainstorm with you. But thank you so much. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you so much, Tina and Nikita. And thank you to our audience for tuning in for this three-part interview with Tennessee Chap regarding their recent and successful virtual celebration. We hope you'll subscribe, share, and join us again soon. The C3 Podcast is produced by Engineerica Systems and the Conference Tracker team, elevating your event with each step.